Hi, friend. You are listening to the Finding Something Real podcast, a podcast created especially for someone who's not sure about relationship with Jesus Christ. My name is Janelle Wood, and while I have a background in counseling and ministry with women, the truth is I've been through my own seasons of questioning my faith. So if you've ever struggled with not being sure where you belong, or you felt like you were faking faith, or maybe a friend just shared this episode with you and you are feeling a little wounded or skeptical of all things God-related right now, welcome. This podcast is just for you. Finding Something Real is about a journey towards restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. My passion is Jesus Christ, and for me now, after having been through some real ups and downs on my own faith journey, I believe Christ is the hope and the answer to this world more than ever. But don't take my word for it. Listen to my friends as they share their own grace-filled journeys with you. My prayer is that if you haven't already, you'll find something real too. Well, welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast, friend. This is your host, Janelle Wood, and I'm very excited because I'm here today with one of my very favorite people in the world. She's currently in Malta, which if you're not sure where Malta is, it's in the Mediterranean uh, area between Spain and Italy, I believe. Uh, She can tell us more probably about the geography, but she's back. She's been on the podcast before, but never in this capacity, just kind of opening up a little bit about her own journey and her own questions about faith or or lack thereof. And um, I'm just really grateful she's here. So Lika Vanda Weihart, welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast. Hi. (laughs) Lika, you've been here before uh, with Josh White. You were on here co-hosting with me. That was back in... I want to say the fall of 2020, I believe. Uh, You came on in April of 2020 when we talked with uh, Richard Dahlstrom, the pastor in Seattle, um, Mm. whom I love. And then uh, again, when we talked about love uh, with my exchange family in December of 2020, I believe. So it's been over a year. Um, I know we've had plenty of private conversations between, you know, in the midst of all that, because we talk every week, but I just am really honored that you're back here today. So thank you for kind of saying yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, of course. Yeah. We've known each other. So you were our exchange daughter um, when you first came. You came in 2016, graduated in 2017. You were 16 years old. Uh, mm-hmm. Now you're 22. Am I right? Yes. Wow. Okay. So we have a little bit of a history. We've, we've kind of spent a lot of time together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in fact, um, you have been back now. How many times have we like seen each other since your exchange? So you came for a whole year, 10 months. Mm-hmm. And then um, let's Bye. see following Christmas the Christmas that that same Christmas you came back that was amazing she surprised us it was the best (laughs) thing ever the video is great (laughs) yeah there's a video (laughs) maybe I'll share Uh, that and then the the next summer yeah summer yeah and then it was I came to visit you You, yeah with my mom in April 2019 Mm -hmm. and then COVID hit 
and then yeah just a couple weeks ago (laughs) and then just a few weeks ago you came for Thanksgiving which was so cool before you moved to this island nation of Malta so tell us a little bit about what you're doing uh, now and what you're doing at Malta yeah so um, I just graduated in July of my bachelor in leisure and event management Um, But since COVID, there's no really events going on, especially in the Netherlands, uh, since they're actually in a lockdown almost. Because you're Dutch. You're from the Netherlands originally. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I decided that I was just going to work for about a year to save up money because I wanted to travel. Um, And I thought I can do that while in the Netherlands or I can do that somewhere else. So I started looking for jobs abroad. And then I found this um, job that looked pretty interesting. It's um, a game presenter, they call it, uh, an online casino. And I just started that in the beginning of December. It's now the beginning of January. Um, So yeah, it's been good. Uh, Pretty fun co-workers. Um, It's nice to live somewhere else, kind of see different cultures and um, yeah, yeah, different lifestyle um unfortunately i've been in quarantine the last two weeks (laughs) (laughs) but thankfully you haven't been too sick which was good yeah so tell me a little bit about malta because i've been there brian and i visited um gosh 13 years ago now we went on a cruise we stopped at malta um it's actually even mentioned in the bible which i think is really interesting paul was shipwrecked there But uh, when we were there, what I remember is a lot of like, it looked like a fortress on an island, right? There was this like, it almost looked like, um, if I remember correctly, a big uh, gate, like all around the island, white, uh, old structures everywhere. Um, In contrast to like the blue Mediterranean Sea, it was gorgeous, Um, cobblestone streets and a lot of diversity and um, a lot of like a really cool energy about uh, Malta. Am I describing it correctly or what have you found since living there? Yeah, so I haven't really seen the whole island that much um, since I've just got here recently. Um, I've mostly seen like the bigger cities um, since I live close by there. Um, but yeah, the buildings are quite different <laughs> than the US or the Netherlands. Like a lot of older buildings um and whites indeed and it's just really nice and with the sea and all that um for now since it's winter it's not there's not too much to do um but you probably came during the summer or spring Mm -hmm. and then i've heard from a lot of people that it gets better during spring and and um summer and yeah, like you said, there's a lot of diversity. Um, English is one of the official languages. So a lot of people speak English. And um, yeah, there's a lot of international companies also because there's a low tax rate here. So it's really uh, nice for a lot of uh, companies to come here. So yeah, there's a lot of international people. And um Everyone is quite nice if you just ask them a question like, hey, where can I find this? Or um, I was looking for a new headphones, So I just asked my taxi driver like, hey, are you from here? Do you know some good stores? And he was like, oh, yeah, sure. And then, then he told me a whole story about Malta. So it's really, uh, it's really nice. Hmm. 
And when you say it gets better in the spring and summer, is the weather not great right now? Like what? I know you're used to Celsius. What's that? (laughs) The weather is all right. Like it's, um, yeah, I'm used to Celsius. So it's about 15 degrees Celsius. Um, So it's, and in the Netherlands right now it's five. So there's quite a big difference. Um, But I, I was expecting a little bit higher temperatures since I also live in Gran Canaria and there it was <laughs> a little better but um yeah and also with just things to do um there's a lot of different parties and like uh, uh, people more my age during the summer and spring because they just come here on holidays as well mm. um and I think also because of COVID things are kind of a little slower <laughs> yeah. than normally yeah. So I just looked it up and it says 59 degrees Fahrenheit. So it is a little chillier. It's you probably still wear a sweater or a light jacket. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense. So if it was a little bit warmer, it'd be a little bit more enjoyable. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Um, well, I'm excited that you're here. I, I know ever since you left, I mean, this has been, um, I, I don't remember one week Maybe there was one, I don't know, but um, where we haven't talked. You and I, uh, we said when we, when you left our home, uh, you were our daughter, you were our daughter for better or for worse. Uh, we were your American family <laughs> and that was all there was to it. And uh, we would keep talking every weekend. Um, and you've been so loyal to that. I mean, um, it hasn't always been me calling, it's been you calling and uh, just us FaceTiming, and you're this uh, very real presence in my life. Um, and I, I'll try to say this without getting emotional because she doesn't like it when I get emotional anyway. Um, but uh, she's laughing because it's only partly true. Um, but in a very real sense, you inspired this podcast. Um, you know, when we said yes to exchange, I was like, man, it, it was a very, you and I have talked about this, so none of this is a surprise, but I'd been praying, asking God, like, how can we use this life that we have? And um, I, I truly felt like there was this open door for exchange that just kind of plopped into our lap. And I'm like, well, is that really what we should be doing with our time? Maybe we could do this or this or this. And um, then you came into our life and I just thought, man, like this is amazing to get to share your life with someone from a completely different culture um, where everything is foreign and new, not just for you, but for us too. uh, learning about Dutch culture. I mean, if you had asked me six years ago before you came anything about the Netherlands, I knew nothing. Um, I... (laughs) I don't even think I knew that the Netherlands and Dutch were the same thing. I'm really sorry, Janice. Janice would say stuff about uh she doesn't even Holland I would think Holland and the Netherlands are the same I don't know I was so confused um but there's nothing like immersing yourself in the culture of someone else um and uh the love and care for somebody else to make you appreciate um that culture and so I feel like you know I've I've learned a few things because of you and um Yeah. And then I remember, you know, specifically related to what I get to do on this podcast is we had some, uh, you know, larger conversations about faith while you were here. Um, Do you remember the first time we ever talked about it? 
No, I don't think so. Yeah. Do you? I think so. I remember coming back from church one time and you were like, that was kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think they had had communion or something. Um, Probably the first times I went with you guys. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But then after that, you know, we, we talked a few times and um, I remember more I remember after you left, um, that first year after you left, you and I, we read a couple books together. We read The Hiding Place. We read um, Kisses from Katie, which is a really cool book um, about a young woman who like takes in all these young, like little kids in Africa. It was really interesting. Those mm-hmm. were both um, had Christian themes in them. Um, we had like some interesting conversations as a result of some of that. And then um I remember in April of 2018, I believe, um, I spoke at a young women's retreat and I asked you if you would come and you said yes. And I think it was 5 a.m. your time, something like that. Mm -hmm. You remember that? It was crazy early. And I said, Lika, will you come? Will you be there for me? And (laughs) she said yes. And which was Let's just be real. Uh, Lika likes to sleep in, right? You like to sleep in, especially as a teenager. You were still a teenager. And so anyway, um, I gave this talk about God. And for me, it was this huge, I I mean, it's hard to explain uh, what that was for me in my spiritual walk, uh, just because something happened right before I went on uh, to speak. Uh, I really felt a tangible sense of God's presence and closeness on me and with me. Um, it was, it was crazy. It was like this crazy experience. And then you were there and you were watching my friend, Melanie was holding the phone with you on it. And um, afterwards, you know, there were, there was all this commotion and different things. You went back to bed. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah there was like this, crazy dance party that broke out and it was a couple hours later, but I called you. Um, and I, you know, I, I still keep in touch with some of those girls. They're really sweet girls. Some of them have been on the podcast even. Um, but I didn't, it's not that I didn't care, but it was your reaction. It was you that I cared the most about. Um, Mm -hmm. and I remember having that conversation with you, um, talking about like, (laughs) do you ever wish that you had faith? Um, do you remember what you said? No, to be honest, no. Yeah. <laughs> she was still half asleep, maybe. Uh, you said maybe. Um, and then I asked if you were afraid. And I remember you said maybe. And uh, anyway, it was it was a turning point, I think, in our relationship in some ways, too. Because after that, um, you seemed more settled in uh, where you are faith-wise and where I am. Um, so there was a little bit, it was harder to have those kind of conversations about faith after that, I think between you and I, um, Mm -hmm. and yet we, we talk all the time and so, um, and we love each other and she wouldn't be here if she didn't love me. And so anyway, uh, (laughs) I, I have appreciated every, every conversation, every, you know, the relationship that you and I have. Um, and then just recently when you came back, um, you and I had probably a more intense conversation about God and belief on the way back to, uh, the airport. 
Um, she's nodding her head. Yes. So anyway, that's kind of been our journey, I think, of talking about faith and, and different things. So I just wanted to lay that out there because not everyone who comes on this podcast, I have this long history with, um, but you, you're different and you're special. And so I just wanted to, um, share a little bit of that before you get to share. So now I'll (laughs) shut up. (laughs) Did I accurately represent our relationship there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So before I ask you about that turning point uh, for you, tell me about your, a little bit more about you. Your sister, Dakmar, was here last April. She was on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, We replayed some of her episodes in uh, January. Um, But tell me about your personal journey um, as far as any type of belief or um, just your family family. you know, worldview in general? Mm-hmm. Um, so um, when I was little, my parents used to go to church. Um, I also got baptized when I was a baby. And then um, they moved to when I was about one and a half years old. And um, apparently they didn't like the church where they moved to. So they kind of stopped going. Um, so I didn't really grow up in a Christian home or anything. It was kind of, we didn't really do anything with it except for on holidays. So for during Christmas, we would go to church. Um, sometimes I don't even remember going every year, just a couple of times. And then I also went to a Christian um, primary school. Um, so I didn't get taught quite a couple of things about Christianity. Um, but in the Netherlands, the churches are most churches are different than what you're used to in the U.S. Um, probably a lot of other Europeans can agree with me. There's just um, these old people going and sometimes they even speak still Latin. So you don't understand what they're saying anyway. Um, so, yeah, um, I kind of just stopped, didn't really believe growing up and didn't also really think about fate that much um except for like in school when you had classes because some like we had one of the classes about faith um and then yeah I kind of went without faith <laughs> really like I, I knew stuff about it but I was like oh yeah I think there's something out there I'm um agnostic um, and I've been that way for quite some time now. And then the first time I actually got in contact with people who really believe in Jesus and Christian Christianity was with you guys. Like my, my grandparents are Christian, but they don't go to church. Um, they do pray before a meal. So I know that when I'm a, um, when I'm at my grandparents, like we pray before we eat. Um, but at home, I didn't do that either. So it was more just as respect to them um, that I was like, I know the, their prayer. Um, it's like the generic one, <laughs> you would call it. Um, and then the first time I actually got into contact with people who devote their whole lives to it, basically, <laughs> was with you guys. <laughs> 
We'll talk about that in a minute. So, uh, <laughs> so you said you went to a Christian school. Is that pretty common for people of all different backgrounds to go to like a school that has some Christian influence? Like in the Netherlands, school is a little different, right? Religion and school kind of mix. Am I right? Um, yeah, there is some. There are some Christian schools. So then you get. Um, like the classes and we went to church on specific days because the church was right next to the school but I think my parents just sent me to that school because it was the only one uh, I grew up in a really really small town um, so there weren't that many schools to choose from um, so they just sent me there and yeah I think that's it and then for high school which we started at the age of 12 um, it was just a normal public school. It didn't have, it wasn't Christian. So okay. it was only for the primary school. And before coming to the U.S., did you ever, do you ever remember having like a conversation with anyone about the existence of God or faith in general or anything like that? Not like deep conversations. Like I said, we talked about it in school sometimes, but they kind of just taught you some of the stories in the Bible, like they explained um, what happens. But I don't think I had a conversation, like an in-depth conversation about faith. I do have to say my memory is not that great from when I was really little. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. So tell me about coming to the U.S. and how that was culturally different from what you had been in the Netherlands, at least in terms of faith, I guess. In faith, um, in the Netherlands, it's quite common for um, people to not believe. Um, there are, of course, Christians, but not as much as in uh, the US. Mm -hmm. Basically, everyone that I talked to was some sort of Christian. There were, of course, different ones. You have the Mormons, the um, yeah, I don't know how to say all of that. <laughs> different ones of these that there were in Othello where I was, there were like, what, 15 different churches or something? Yeah. Um, and so basically everyone believed in something. And there I was like, okay, well, I'm kind of one of the only persons or at least people that speak out um, that really don't believe or at least are agnostic about what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was also kind of um, new to me to talk to people my age about it, because in, in high school, we're also everyone believed. So when I said, like, oh, no, I don't really believe in God, they were like, oh, you don't? <laughs> like, that's kind of weird. <laughs> um, because, yeah, in, in the U.S., a lot of people do believe. So it's norm. I think it's more normalized to grow up as a Christian. Um, of course, you go through your own faith journey, but a lot of people do grow up Christian. Mm -hmm. um, while in the Netherlands, it's not that big. Mm -hmm. um, I, yeah, I don't know how much, I think maybe 30% or something in the population um, is Christian. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that one, but. <laughs> yeah, I looked it up when I was talking with your sister and it's, I mean, it's definitely very low. Uh, compared to the rest of the world. In fact, I think the Netherlands is one of the most secular countries in the world, at least in the Western world. Um, and yeah, it's interesting because 
most of, I mean, if you think about uh, a, a lot of the population of the United States immigrated from Europe, um, Europe was a very Christian, uh, in general, Christianized, you know, continent for a long time. And um, now it seems like there's a lot of post-Christian uh, worldview that's a, a generation ahead in uh, most of Western Europe. And here in the U.S., we're starting to see it more. So there's a lot more secularization happening now, a lot more post-Christian um, things happening here. For a long time, cultural Christianity has been the norm. So like what you're saying, people will say, well, I believe in God, or I'll say I'm a Christian. Um, and, and that's a little different, I think, than even what you experienced living with us. And we can talk about that in a minute. But um, there's, there is like that cultural Christianity, like it's okay to say I'm a Christian, even if I haven't really wrestled with it personally. Um, mm -hmm. I would say that this is just a personal observation from things that I've read, but 2020 and COVID has really um, changed some of that. And I would say that Christianity is not nearly as uh, mainstream as it used to be. And mm -hmm. I would guess that in the next 10 years, if we were still hosting students from Europe, they may mm -hmm. encounter a very different experience than what you experienced coming to yeah. Othello. Um, you know, 15 years prior or something like that. I just think that it's changing rapidly and it's not as cool to be a Christian um, as maybe it once was, um, which maybe that's okay because I don't think Christianity was ever meant to be the cool kids club. You know? <laughs> uh, Jesus uh, had some issues uh, being loved <laughs> even back then. So maybe that's okay. Um, but yeah, I think... For me, growing up, I, you know, I grew up in a small town in Washington State as well, and I didn't know very many people who weren't Christian. You know, you just kind of assume everybody's a Christian. Everybody comes to youth group. We had a huge youth group. It seemed like everybody was there. It was kind of the other way around, yep. where there was not really anyone my age, at least. Like, my grandparents and their friends, yes, but my age, not really. So it's the total opposite, basically. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's a very different environment. Um, so when you encountered those questions from people like, really, you don't believe in God? Um, was it awkward or did you feel like people respected you and were gracious about it? it I think it depended on the person. Um, some people were really respectful. In other words, were like, oh, why not? Like, you should believe and mm -hmm. some other people I actually talked to a couple of people like have real conversations about it but most of the time it was just like oh I don't believe okay and then we went on <laughs> yeah did you mind when people had like deeper conversations with you about faith um, no not really but then I, I also was 16 so you kind of um, skip over that subject quite fast as well. Yeah. 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 So tell me about, um, after you left, we had some deeper conversations about faith. Um, and then you kind of came to a point where it wasn't for you anymore. Tell me about like the exploration part. It, Christianity was never part of something you necessarily wanted, but it was something you were at least on the peripheral level, like willing to engage in conversations about, and, and there was a softness now, not so much. Now it's like, no, I, I actually don't. I, I'm content in my worldview. 
Tell mm-hmm. me a little bit more about that, um, about your worldview now and um, why, why you're content in it. Yeah, so I don't really remember the specific points. To be quite honest, for you, it was a moment you had, but I'm, the conversation you talked about, sorry, I couldn't really remember. <laughs> it's all right. Um, I could be making it up, but you would just have to nod along. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so when I came back from the US, I was kind of also, um, I wanted to go back there and start college there. It just didn't happen. So I kind of had to accept that I was back in the Netherlands. Um, and then I just started going, I think the college experience also was a part of it because now I was 18, I was going clubbing and that kind of stuff and um my love life started a bit like I started dating people which I didn't really before um and then yeah just fate I kind of made up my I yeah quotation marks made up my mind like um yeah it's I don't I still don't believe and I respect people with their beliefs and like we can have conversations about it I just don't think my mind will change yeah. Yeah. At so, least now. Yeah. So tell me um, about what you believe, because um, I know before I have people on here, I have them fill out a little survey. We call it a survey now, not an application, because that sounds so heavy, you know. <laughs> um, and uh, it's mostly to just kind of uh, guide the conversation that we have. Um, but I ask you what questions or doubts you may have about faith. Um, or belief in general, and you shared some. Um, but before I get into that, I just want to hear um, what you do believe. Uh, I mean, we all believe something. So what yeah. do you believe? Yeah, I, I do believe there is something after life. I don't think it's just going to be black and nothingness. Um, but I'm not sure what. Like, I do believe kind of in the supernatural. Like, maybe, oh, I keep hitting the table. Um, but maybe ghosts or something that there is something there I just don't know what it is exactly mm-hmm. um I just don't believe it's like one god that created the earth and decides who does what and what is good and whatnot and who goes to heaven and hell I don't believe in heaven and hell either <laughs> mm-hmm. um so yeah that's why I'm like agnostic like I think there is something I just don't know exactly what it is mm-hmm. are you interested I mean, not necessarily, I'm not saying like specifically Christianity, but are, if, if there is something out there, would you be interested in finding out what it was? Um, I, I think, yes, if, if it was possible to do that in life, then yes, but I don't think it is possible. <laughs> um, I think you have to die before you find out. Um, and maybe if I would find out, it would be a life-changing moment. But for now, I don't think yeah, my views will change, um, on it. Um, so yeah, I had something else I wanted to say, but I forgot. (laughs) If you think about it anytime, um, what brings you hope about your worldview? What do you, what do you like about what you believe? Oh, that's a hard question. Um, I don't know. It gives to me, um, I do, uh, belief in like um the big 
bang and evolution. Um, so it kind of gives you hope that there, like, even if the human uh, human race would die or something, there would come something afterwards, um, like the dinosaurs, for example, and then we came along. Um, also, just um, that people have their own free will. Uh, of course, Christianity also believes that, but it kind of in a different way, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a hard question. <laughs> yeah, freedom, autonomy, getting to make your own yeah. choices. Is that kind of... Yeah. 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 Um, I know I've asked you this question before, um, but I'm going to ask you on the podcast. Uh, do you think that there's a meaning to life? Um, or if not, why not? I don't think so. Um, well, obviously everyone wants to be happy and you should live a life that fulfills you. Um, but I don't think there's necessarily a purpose for everyone. Like not everyone has to change the world, um, or call people to action. I think you should just live your life the way you want it. Um, but I don't think there's necessarily a purpose to life. Do you think that there's like universal, like human desires? So like things that every human wants that maybe evolution doesn't account for, like things like love or acceptance or I don't know. Yes, but I think evolution does account for it a bit um, because it's just also what we're told um, from little, like, oh, mommy loves you and you need to find a partner in life to spend your life with because otherwise you're going to be miserable. You see it on TV the whole time. So, but I think people do want that, but it's because they've been, it's been drilled into them since, since they're so little and love is a good thing. Um, but also a lot of people want material things, but that also comes from other people because they see, oh, that person has that. I want that. Um, so yeah, I think there are some things that everyone wants, like everyone wants to be happy and have love in their life. Um, but yeah, I think that's human nature as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's drilled into us. I, um, I mean, when you see like kids that have been neglected or abandoned, you know, at a very early age, like they have no mm-hmm. conscious knowledge that other people are being loved or accepted. And yet uh, you follow those kids down the path of life and there's severe uh, consequences to not being loved or accepted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's interesting. I... It's just a thought like um, that that human desire of love and acceptance. And I, I was just reading too recently an article where a guy was talking about um, like in any culture that you look through in the world, coward mm-hmm. being a coward is not, um, you know, it's not looked upon as a good thing. Yeah. So what what do, what is it that makes a man like run in front of a train to protect his child? You know, like what what is that? Um, it's just, it's interesting because it is part of our DNA. Um, but if you go like through like Darwinism and you go, man, like, um, survival of the fittest, it, where does that break off? You know, at what point do we, 
do we choose love? I, it's, it's, those are deep questions that I really don't know the answer to. We'll have to have someone <laughs> on to talk about it. <laughs> but um, anyway, you listed some questions or doubts about faith. Uh, thank you for doing that. Um, you said, and I'm just going to read these out. Um, I just don't think there is a God out there that controls everything. I don't believe in heaven and hell, but I do think there's something after death. I just don't know what it is. Um, when it comes to faith in general, if there is a God, why would people kill for that specific God? Also, there are so many beliefs and religions, and they all think they have the one that is real, but only one of them can be right. Mm -hmm. When it comes to what is good and what is right, I think people have their own intuition and their social life influences that if not, um, it's not a God that says what is good and what is not. Um, so is there anything else that we haven't covered that you you want to share about um, your your disbelief about faith or, and, and honestly, Lika, you, you do have a faith. It's just, it's different than mine, right? Like it looks different. You believe in something. You're not sure what it is. Um, and you're not sure you could ever know the side. Mm -hmm. Are you sure that you could never know? Well, yeah, to me, at least at the point where I'm at in my life right now, I'd say yes, because um, I've heard of people having like the God moment um, where they just felt the presence of God. But then I don't know, it could also be just to me, um, it could also just be a feeling of really happy that they're in church and they have people listening to them and actually trying to understand their story mm. or something like that. Um, so I don't think anyone knows for a hundred percent until you die. You, that's why it's called faith and belief because you don't know for sure, like a hundred percent sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, one other thing that you filled out on this application, <laughs> I'm sorry, survey, survey. <laughs> um, I asked you, uh, there's a question here. If Jesus uh, is who he said he was, would you want to know? Um, you said yes. Tell me about why you said yes. Yeah, it's kind of basically the same answer as I just gave to a different question just now. Um, if it was real, I would want to know. But like I said, I don't think there's a way to know for sure. So that's why I was also doubting, should I write yes or should I write something in the other thing? Because yeah. um, you, you also had an option other and then fill out what you think. Um, but yeah, of course, if, if it was real, why? Yeah, mm -hmm. why not? Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think it's possible to know 100% until you die. Yeah. And I'm not planning on dying anytime yeah. soon. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully not. Um, it's interesting because you just finished Lord of the Rings while you were in quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading a little bit about J.R.R. Tolkien uh, because as I mentioned to you, he was a very strong influence in C.S. Lewis coming to faith in, in Christ. C.S. Lewis was an atheist. Um, he had kind of had some nominal Christianity background um, at a very young age, fully rejected it in his teens, and was very much into um, fantasy and um, reading about different myths and uh, legends. He was constantly reading these stories, which I think is fascinating because you 
you love fantasy as well. We've talked about that before. And I would never read Lord of the Rings because I'm just not interested in a bunch of <laughs> weird worlds. Um, Gandalf and Frodo and uh, who's the bad guy? Who's the bad guy in there? Uh, Sauron. Sauron. Well, okay. The, the my precious yeah. guy. Who's that? Gollum. Oh, that's Gollum. Yeah, Gollum. Smeagol. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I was reading about this relationship between C.S. Lewis and J.R.L. Tolkien because they were at Oxford together. They were both scholars. I think they were both professors there. Um, I think that's what scholars do. Anyway, um, and they had this deep. Com- they one of the things I like about this podcast is we have conversations about faith. Well, they would have these conversations about faith. And Mm C.S. Lewis thought that J.R.L. Tolkien was kind of crazy because um, he was just buying into more fantasies, uh, the fantasy of the gospel, like Jesus coming, the God coming to earth and Mm -hmm. resurrecting from the dead and all these different things. And Tolkien uh, started having these conversations with C.S. Lewis saying could it be that all of these fantasies and these legends, like when you read a story of God, a God coming to earth and saving people like the hero, there's something in you that leaps for joy when the hero comes into the story. Could it be that these are all little glimmers of the true story that came through Jesus? And he started these like conversations about it. And um, that's something that I desire to do here is just have conversations with people. Um, as you know, I'm going to take these questions. We're going to have people on. I, I don't expect you to come back. You will be welcome to come back. And I, uh, <laughs> I know that that probably is not something that's super important for you right now, but I just want you to know, um, you know, it's just conversations. And mm-hmm. I agree with you. Like if it's just a story, um, you know, like you said, there could only be one, one that's actually right. Like, I want to know what's right. I want to know. You were talking just now. Um, it made me think of uh, Greek gods because I, I really enjoy Greek mythology as well. So I've been reading the, the Greek stories about the gods. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also made me realize like faith, like has changed so much since humans are on the earth. <laughs> Um, because like the old Greeks and Romans, they had so many different gods for so many things. And Mm -hmm. that was popular then. And then in Europe, there was this whole war about Protestant and um, what Catholic. Yeah. In English. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So it's kind of, yeah, it changes as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And whatnot. Well, in human history, it's full of people taking things that are good and <laughs> like really screwing up. Um, and so, yeah, the Crusades, that's a whole other conversation. But, yeah. um, you know, something that's actually really interesting about what you just said in the book of Acts, I think it's in Acts, the Apostle Paul, who went to Malta, um, mm-hmm. he went to, I think it was Athens. And they had all these monuments to all these different gods. And what was so interesting when he was talking to them about Jesus is he said, you have a monument to the unknown God. Let me tell you about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, so anyway, it's, I, I think, I'm, I'm just glad that you came on to share some of this because if somebody's listening here and you're a Christian listening 
and you're listening to Lika's story, I mean, <laughs> if you had grown up in the same environment she had, uh, <laughs> what do you think you would believe? Yeah. No, no one, if no one else around you believed, if you went to school where they gave you the facts, but not <laughs> like the experience maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I just, I do think that it, it takes, um, God drawing us to himself for us to like have like what you're saying, that God moment or whatever. Um, but I also just really appreciate you being super honest about your, your own faith journey and these questions and objections. Like, do you think I'll ask you one, one more question about Christianity specifically, and then we'll get to the final question here. Um, if the resurrection actually happened, do you think that that's a, a strong claim for Jesus being who he said he was? I don't know. Um, if it, if it really happened, then yes. Um, but I don't think people can prove it because it's been that long ago. And I've also heard someone say, um, it was, it's not my belief, but I thought it was interesting. Um, he said, oh, but it could be that Jesus was like a magician and that people didn't understand him because it was so long ago Mm. um, that he was like one of the first magicians and then somebody wrote a book and then like you have fiction books now. Maybe someone did that so long ago and then people started believing in it. Mm -hmm. Um, But if it was real, then I think it would not necessarily prove, but it would be a one big step towards the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely have someone on here to talk about the resurrection then, because I think, um, yeah, those claims, uh, what your friend, I, I know the conversation you're referring to, because we talked about that when we were driving the other day, but um, yeah, it, he's not the first one to come up with that objection. And yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, final question. I've asked you this before. You've been on here previously. Um, finding something real is about finding restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. You know, uh, that I say those things, uh, in their truest form are found in Jesus. Um, if, if I was right, if that's true, um, which one stands out to you the most in your life and why, like which one would be most compelling to you, uh, in, in receiving that from, from Jesus? <laughs> um, I'd say at the moment love, cause, um, I'm kind of struggling a little mentally since I'm also in isolation <laughs> and then it's hard to, um, just feel human contacts and like at all because I don't have it and I still talk to people online and video call like this or with my mom and stuff but it's it's different so at the moment love yeah Mm -hmm. have you seen something in Christianity that's different than elsewhere um for like real Christianity, like you, um, for you try to live 
your life um, just by basically loving on people. That's what you try to do. And you do it also very consciously. You try to, yeah, really, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> um, yeah, love on people, but then consciously. And while a lot of people, they just go about their life. Um, of course, they have their close friends and family that they love on, but you try to, and I think that's what a lot of real Christians do is try to love and people and help people, even though you don't know them. And I feel like people who don't believe don't necessarily, well, we do nice acts, but it's different than really try to love on people. Well, I do love you. And I'm sorry you've been having a hard time. And I'm really glad that you're almost out of quarantine because <laughs> man was not made to be alone. <laughs> Neither was woman. <laughs> anyway, okay. Well, I'm excited about this month and all the conversations I get to have. And um, yeah, anyway, thank you for coming on here, Alika. I really love you. Thanks. Hello. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Finding Something Real podcast, friend. This season, we are inviting young women to join me as they share their personal stories and ask honest questions or share objections to the Christian faith. We hope to feature a different story each month and then invite Christian guests on to share from their own journeys and experiences and maybe answer some of those questions in follow-up episodes. Friend, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is still in the restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love business. I know not everyone has experienced that. But if you're curious at all at whether there's something real to be found in Jesus, I invite you to come back next week as we continue on a journey towards finding something real in relationship with him. Until next time.